11, say amen. Numbers chapter 11, verse 24. We're going to read about five verses in your hearing. The Bible says, and Moses went out and told the people the word of the Lord and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them around about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and he spoke unto him, him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. But there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of the one was Eldad and the name of the other Medad. And the spirit rested upon them and they were of them that were written, but went not out unto the tabernacle. And they prophesied in the camp and there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad do prophesy in the camp. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My Lord, Moses, forbid them. And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake. Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets. And the Lord will put his spirit upon them. God, I ask right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, anoint me tonight, God. Give me clarity of speech, clarity of mind, Lord God. Let me deliver this word as you gave it to me, Lord God. Edify, encourage, comfort your people tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight I had a, a struggle coming up with a topic for this, but I came up with one uh, not long before I came up here. The topic I want to talk about tonight is we are prophets. We are prophets. Here in this account of the Bible, Moses got pretty frustrated with the children of Israel. They were complaining. God called Moses on the backside of the desert, told him to go, I'm going to give you my word and give me my power. Just go and get my son out of Egypt. And he obeyed and he went to Pharaoh and told him, let my people go. And he told him to go with his staff and I'll show wonders. And Moses obeyed. And Moses took the children out of Israel, uh, children of Israel out of Egypt, took them through the Red Sea. God fed them. They, 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 they complained about water. God provided water. God was meeting every need that they had. He told them, I'm, I'm, I will usher you to a land filled with milk and honey. But they kept tempting the Lord. They kept complaining. And here the Bible says in, in, in the book of Psalms that he gave them angels food to eat called manna. And in this account, the children of Israel got tired of the manna. They said, we want flesh. We, we want some meat to eat. Getting tired of eating this over and over and over. And, and, and they, they, they said something that intrigued me. I was reading it. And they said, we, we ate fish freely in Egypt. 
oh, the garlic and the herbs and the onions. We had all that freely in Egypt. How many know that's a lie? They were under bondage in Egypt. Ain't nothing free in this world. Amen. Sometimes you hear saints, they they'd think, oh, man, relationships are uh, different things in the world. It, it, it didn't come with any problems, but it came with a lot of problems. You know, sometimes we get hindsight and we fantasize things that used to be. But you don't remember those sleepless nights and that, 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 that pain and ache that you had to go through, that headache and the, the hangovers and, and the shame. The, the, the children of Israel, now they were free, and they talked about they ate fish freely when they was under the hand of bondage. But Moses heard them, and, and he got to the point where he said, God, if you dwell, dealt with me this, like this, you might as well just kill me. Kill me now, Lord. You have me caring for all these people that's just complaining, and they're never satisfied. And Have I begotten them? I, I didn't go in Egypt to get them myself. And so the Lord said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'll take the spirit that I have upon you. You call 70 elders of the people. Bring them to the tent of meetings, and I'll meet you there. And this is where we picked up, and he told the people, I need the 70, and they they gathered, and they came, and they did what the Lord told them to do. And when they got there, God placed and rested his spirit upon them, and the Bible says they began to prophesy. How many glad when God moves, he, he gives an utterance, he starts speaking? Everywhere in the Bible you'll see anytime God is in action in his spirit, there's always an utterance given. Amen. And here, the 70, they begin to prophesy. And, 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 and if, you, if you study it, the, the prophecy that was given is, wasn't so much of a uh, of, of, of future or uh, telling the future or anything like that. It's another aspect of prophecy, of praise, and, and praising God for what he's done. Prophecy is not just one-dimensional. Here, the 70 began to declare not future events, but rather past events. They, it was a word of prophecy that was not a, a, a prophecy of anticipation, but it was a prophecy of celebration. Sometimes we got to just remember that we, we always want to know what God is going to do, but sometimes we got to stop and think about what God has already done for us. Amen. Yeah. Here it is. The children of Israel was complaining about what they didn't have or what they felt like they should have. But God took 70 out of the group and put his spirit on them. And, and I believe they started talking about the goodness of Jesus. And I, I believe they started talking about how God's hand uh, led them through that water and how, how he threw overthrew Pharaoh's army in the sea, amen, and how they got to walk on dry land. I believe they start having a praise break, amen. They just start thinking about the goodness of Jesus. And they remembered where they did come from and where they were, even though they didn't have the fish that they wanted. You got the, you, it's an old saying, they said, I might not be where I want to be, but thank God about where I used to be, Amen. They said they had fish freely. I know, to me, I, just my, my, my personal opinion, nothing is worse than a complaining saint. It doesn't make sense to me. I, and, and, and I'm be honest, I have to catch myself from complaining sometimes. I tell my brother, uh, Brother Tyreek, I always get on me, but when I hear the word, I feel. You hear that a lot in this generation. People are very 
they exalt their feelings. I feel like this, and I feel like that, and the way I see it. And, and, and I heard myself one time telling somebody how I felt. And when I heard the f come out of my mouth, in my heart I heard flesh. Not just how I feel, but I just heard flesh, flesh, flesh. When I hear people say I feel, I just hear flesh. It translates to my spirit as flesh. But feelings is one of the five senses, touch, smell, hearing, taste, and sight. And we as saints, we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. We don't walk by sight, touch, hear, or feelings. Amen. We have to walk by faith, leaning on and, and believing in God to be who he said he was. Here it is, the 70, when the Spirit moved upon them, they start declaring the goodness of God. They, they start declaring that he's not, stop, he's not finished working. They start declaring that he's a way maker, amen, and he's a miracle worker, and he's a promise keeper. They start declaring the goodness of the Lord, and, 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 and I believe that praise is contagious. Anybody know that? When somebody starts praising God, it starts feeling good to you. You start tapping your toe a little bit, and you want to brave your hand a little bit, and the next thing you know, it got a hold of you. And I believe when the 70s begin to prophesy, the spirit begin to move, I believe that start to spill over, and that's how Eldad and Medad began to prophesy themselves. The Bible said the Spirit fell on them also, and they got a little happy. And here it is. They was out in the camp. They weren't even at the tabernacle, and they start prophesying right there where they were. And there were some people that said, hold on, what are you doing? You, you're not even there. You, you're not even a part of the seven. Moses said this and said to do this, and you, you're not even a part of that. What you doing prophesying in? They ran to Moses and says, stop him. Stop him. And Moses said, oh, are you envious for my sake? He said, I wish that all the people would prophesy. I wish all the people would think about the goodness of Jesus. I wish all the people would lift up their hands. I wish all the people would get happy about what God is doing. He said, I would that all God's people would speak like this. Then a murmur and a complain. See, prophecy, we, we, it don't have to be something spooky and, and mis mysterious. And I know back in the day they used to call it the woo-woo. Some of y'all too young for that. They, when somebody, they say a prophet coming to town, they want to say something new and mystery. And everybody, woo-woo, did you hear what he said? Prophecy don't always have to be that. So I encourage people to prophesy. See, people think that the office of a prophet is just something out of reach. And it's just something for the Old Testament. And prophecy and being a prophet is something very serious. It is sacred. To misspeak, that's the 2022 version of lying, <laughs> on God's behalf was certain death. They would pick up a stone and, and, and dig a hole and throw you in it and stone you. It, it was nothing to play with. Prophecy is something that's not based off of a hinge or a hunch or a, a supposition. Or uh, Prophecy is not an inference or an educated guess. Prophecy is not even a sanctified wisdom. Some people think because they've been there, done that, they can just speak. And because you've been around here long enough, what you say is what God say. But a prophecy is divine revelation. 
Now, that's what distinguishes prophecy from teaching. Although teaching should be anointed, we pray that it is, there is a difference between teaching and prophecy. Prophets never spoke on their own authority. Prophets never rarely speak on their own personal opinions. Though that can be done through teaching, I don't know about y'all, but I've, I've, taught, I've, I've learned some things from fools before, just watching them. But prophecy comes directly from God. Amen. Paul asked the Corinthians, did the word of God come out from you? Did it originate from you or did it come unto you? When we read the Bible, most of the prophets in the, in the books of the prophets, the books normally start like this. The word of God came to whatever the name of the prophet. Hosea chapter 1 and 2, it says, in the, word, the word of the Lord came to Hosea. In Joel 1 and 1, it says, in the word of the Lord came to Joel. In Micah 1 and 1, it says, and the word of the Lord came to Micah. Zephaniah 1 and 1, the word of the Lord came to Zephaniah. Jonah 1 and 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. God declared to Jeremiah, I have put my word in your mouth. Now, knowing these stories of all these prophets, especially Jeremiah, if you study them, most of these prophets didn't have uh, easy going, or they wasn't, they wasn't, uh, didn't have their name in lights, and they weren't superstars in their day. Most often, being a prophet, it was a dangerous drop. Uh, it was a dangerous position to put yourself in to speak to the people on God's behalf. When you're a prophet, people will mock you. They'll reject you when you speak on God's behalf. They'll persecute you when you speak on God's behalf. And some will even have to pay the ultimate price with their life when you stand up for what is right. But don't be intimidated. Jesus told his, his 70 that he sent out, he that heareth you, hear me. And he that despise you, despise me. The first martyr in the book, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts was Brother Stephen. And he asked the question after he preached a fabulous message and he told him about how stiff-necked these people were. He asked the question, were there any prophets that your ancestors did not persecute? But Jesus encouraged us in the book of Revelations, be thou faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. I don't know about you, but I want the crown of life. Amen. I, uh, sometimes you have to set your face like a flint in the, in the face of many dangers, but... Say what thus said the Lord and stand on it. Amen. What it is is now we are not, we're in a, in a generation where people are not willing to die at all. They're not willing to give up their life, whether it be physical or die to self. In, 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 in the Old Testament, when Moses brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he took them to the mountain and he told them, hey, your God of your fathers want to want to commune with you. He, he want to have a relationship with you. And the Bible says when the children of Israel seen all the smoke and the, the lightning and the thunder and the noise, the, the, the whole mountain was shaken. And the Bible says it was a sound as a trumpet, a voice, his voice was like a sound of a trumpet. 
and people, they actually backed up and told Moses, nah, I, I, I don't want no parts of that. And they told Moses, they, they, they struck a deal. How about you go up? You talk to God. And you come back and tell us what he said. And, and it's almost like they crossed their fingers and said, you know what? Whatever you say, we'll do. Whatever you say, we'll do. But they did not want to go up there. And this is, what they, this is their reason. Lest we die. Don't you know you have to die to self to get a move of God in your heart? You, you have to repent of your sins. You have to turn from your wicked way. If you want God to do something in your life. That was the first Pentecost. That was the first Pentecost. Moses had to go up on that mountain by himself and, and had to talk to God by himself. And God wanted to speak to all his people. God wanted a relationship with all of his people. But thank God in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says when the day of Pentecost had fully come. They were all in one place with one accord. And there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. And the Bible says that it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And, and the Bible says they all began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. It gave them the utterance, gave them the ability. That is, that is a form of prophesying, to speak on God's behalf or under his influence. Thank God every time you see the spirit move, there is an utterance. The Bible says that Peter stood up and he preached and he, he quoted from Joel. He said, afterwards in the last days, I will pour out my spirit, saith the Lord, upon all flesh. It's not just going to be those who come up on the mountain. It's all those who come unto him and repent of their sins. He'll pour his spirit out on all flesh. He will not hold it back from nobody. He poured his spirit out of all of them. He says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. If you have the Holy Ghost in this building tonight, you should prophesy. Amen. Amen. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You have the God of all creation. When the New Testament came, he poured out his spirit, and this whole thing of prophecy just broke out. You have people prophesying all through the New Testament. Daughters and people was demonstrating all through the book of Acts and the words was going forth. And it wasn't just for a certain elite or for one or two people. The spirit was moving. God was speaking. Amen. And how many know he's still speaking today? Hallelujah. I'm glad that God is still speaking today. We have not a God that have a mouth and cannot speak or have ears that cannot hear or have eyes that cannot see. Those are dumb idols. But we serve the living God. Amen. The Bible declares in Colossians that to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It's among everybody. It's not just the Jews. It's among everybody. He'll make known the riches of his glory and the mysteries, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is Christ that is in you, the hope of glory. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, Romans says, he is none of his. We need the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues, amen. We need the Holy Ghost in our lives. 
to declare the mystery and to know the riches. Jesus told us when his Holy Ghost come, the comforter, he would not speak of himself, he, but he would testify of me. That's what Jesus told his disciples. In the book of Revelation, it tells us that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you have the Holy Ghost, if you have the spirit of Christ, you have the spirit of prophecy dwelling in you, dwelling in your hearts, dwelling in your members. Amen. God wants his people. He said, I would that all God's people be prophets. I would that his spirit will fall on all of them. Why would God want all his people to be prophets? What, what is the purpose of that? In the book of 1 Corinthians 14 and 3, it tells you the purpose of prophecy. It says, but he that prophesies speaketh unto man to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Now, this context, is, he's dealing with orders in the church and different operations of tongues and, and prophecy and different things, but it still stands, whether if it's in a public setting or in private. It's to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Edification is to strengthen and to build up. This, this is an edifice. It has a sure foundation. When you speak what God speaks, you are strengthening not just yourself, but those who hear. Amen. The Bible says it's to exhort. exhort. Exhortation is to encourage and to correct. Amen. And to comfort is to ease grief or any type of distress. Don't you know if you say a word to some people that is down, that's all they need. Just a word from the Lord. His word will not come back to them void. Somebody need to prophesy this evening. Amen. Whether if it's personal or to the body, we have to prophesy. We are to be prophets, the Bible said, to the nations. He called us prophets to the nations. You should be a prophet to the school that you're in. You should be a prophet in your family. You should be a prophet amongst your friends. We should be prophets in our community. We are prophets to the lost, to the broken, to the, to, to the poor, to the brokenhearted, to the captive. We have been anointed for this. You are to be able to declare the goodness of the Lord. It doesn't always have to be future events, but you can declare what God has already done for you. Amen. We encounter people, and when we encounter them, what's on your lips? Is it his praise? Is it his word that's on your lips? Don't you know on the day of Pentecost, when the multitude heard them speaking in tongues, they weren't just amazed and marveled because these Galileans were speaking in their own language. But this is what they said in verse 11 of Acts 2. We do hear them speak our tongues, the wonderful works of God. That's what prompted the question, what meaneth this? My question is, what do the people around you hear? Is it the wonderful works? Is it what God is doing at Tree of Life or what God is doing amongst the brethren? What are you promoting? What are, what, what are you uttering around people? Is, are, are you uttering about your circumstances or how you feel? Are you uttering about politics or, 
who's running and who's not? Are you, are you uttering your grievances, your opinion? What are you uttering to, to those who are around you, to those who God has called you to be a prophet? To, what, what are you doing with the spirit that he's resting upon you? When the spirit rests upon you, you shall be prophesying. The, 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 the house that you have, God blessed you with. The family that you have, God blessed you with. The job that you have, God blessed you with. So that you can be a witness unto him. The musicians can come. I'm about to close it up. Even in the book of Chronicles, David tells them they should prophesy with harps and psalteries and, and cymbals. David wrote in Psalms 51 and 15, O oh Lord, Open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. In Psalm 71 and 8, it says, let my mouth be filled with thy praise, and with thy honor all the day. I know it can be intimidating, and people know about your past. People, some people, especially those who are close to you, know your weaknesses and know your triggers. Just like Moses, he, he was raised up in Pharaoh's house. And God asked him to go back to Pharaoh's house and tell them what I told, what he told them. I said, I, I'm going to let my son go. Let my people go. And he, he said, I'm, I'm a man of slow speech, and he was intimidated. But this is what God told Moses in Exodus 4.12. Now, therefore, go. No more excuses. Go. And I will be with thy mouth. And I will teach thee what thou shalt say. Some of y'all are intimidated to speak because y'all not being taught what to say. Some of y'all not reading your Bibles like y'all should. Some of y'all are not in prayer like y'all should. God is trying to teach you what you should say to this, to this generation. God has a word for those people around you. God is calling you to be a prophet. Oh, that all his people will prophesy. There is a, a travailing that, that takes place in us when Christ is formed in us, when, 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 when Christ is taking shape in, in, our, in our hearts, in our mind. In Galatians, they, they compare it to childbearing. As a man, I don't want no parts of that. But in the spirit, the spirit of prophecy, that, 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 that spirit of Christ that's in me, there's a, there's a shifting in my, in my spirit, in my heart, that might bring pains, that may take times. The Bible says that we should die daily. And some people just read that and leave it there, but... It's the truth there that we overlook. If we die daily, we should resurrect daily. And it's only the spirit that quickeneth. And when that spirit moves on you, you should be able to prophesy daily. I know some people, they get filled with the Holy Ghost and they ask the question, do I have to speak in tongues every day? Me personally, I don't want to go a day without it without having that touch, without having that communion with God. 
We are all prophets. If you have the Spirit of God, and if you don't, I wouldn't leave the service without it. Sunday, my wife stayed home with the kids, and I came to church with me and my, my middle son, Elsie. A wonderful word was preached. There was a great response at the altar. And normally I pray at the altar. If I'm not praying with somebody, I normally pray. But I went back and I said, well, let me hurry up and get my son before I don't have nobody else to get him. And if y'all know Elsie, Elsie is running around here and bounce off these walls. So I slid out right at the altar call. I peeked in and he came on out. By the time, and, I, and I, this is not a rebuke, hear my heart. This was a conviction of mine I'm just sharing. By the time I came back to the vestibule, that whole area was full of people. And I was surprised because I said, is altar call over? I heard the singing still going on. I had to maneuver my way just to get back into the sanctuary to get back to the altar. The altar is a place of death. The altar is where the fire of God falls. And I know we get busy in life. We have different things going on and different things pull us away. And it bothered me because I said if, if, if people will treat the altar at the church like that, what does they altar in their home look like? where people were giving thanks people were repenting crying out for God to God many things going on in different people's lives and do we get too busy to where we don't take that time to let the spirit rest upon us To let the spirit rest upon us. So when we do go out in this world, when we open up our mouth, I'm not speaking out of haste. I'm not speaking out of what I've seen on cable news or I'm not speaking out of my own opinion. But I want God to rest upon me. And when I move and speak, I want to prophesy. I want to say what thus saith the Lord. That's what's going to change this generation. That's what's going to keep my children under the blood. Because if I don't prophesy to my children, somebody else will. Somebody else will speak a word over them. If you don't speak the word over your family, somebody will. If you're not speaking the word over your, your co-workers, somebody else will. Bishop Raymond Wilbur said down at the Winds Conference, everybody else got an opinion. Everybody else is speaking on everything. Why not the child of God? Why not stand up and speak with authority and boldly, thus saith the Lord? You are prophets. You are a prophet. Do not belittle what God has done in your life. If he filled you with the Holy Ghost, that's why he tell you, it's as the Spirit gives the utterance. You don't have to come up with what to say. 
You don't have to come up with the solution or the answer. But if you stay in the presence of God and you let that spirit just rest upon you. That's what Jesus said. Don't take a strip, Richard. Don't take nothing. The same hour, the spirit will give you what to say. We have to learn to take time. We have to rebuild those altars in our own life. We have to, I know back in the day they used to have family altars in their homes. Like Elijah, I have to rebuild that altar brick by brick, stone by stone. And once you get it, you can just step back. You don't have to come up with what to say. Just, just watch the fire fall. Stop halting between two opinions. Stop, 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 stop scattering your time and your affections everywhere. Set your affections on above. And I guarantee you the fire will fall. God will rest upon that altar. And when that happens, your, your, your mouth will start to move. You, you, you have to say, thank you, Jesus, glory, hallelujah, something. When that spirit moves, something will happen. Something will happen. Something will begin to happen. You just open up yourself. Saints today, they, they cowered because they hear bad news. Or Saints today, we, we, we get shook when we hear bad news, but we, we have to speak what thus said the Lord. We got to speak like, like, like Paul when he was on that ship. Not one person would lose their life if you just hold on. That was a prophetic word. He said, an angel stood by me tonight. And was able to say, there will be no loss of life. When the last time you was able to stand in a situation and say, peace be still. When the last time you was in a situation and be able to speak with authority and say, I know everything is going to be all right. When the last time you was able to rebuke cancer, rebuke the enemy and he has to back up. You have that authority that's in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Know who you are tonight. You are the child of the most high God. In his spirit, if you let him just rest upon you. And he will give you the utterance. He will give you the utterance. I'm going to open up this altar. Now, whether you speak in tongues or whether you, 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 ha you have an unction just to tell somebody it's going to be all right. Let it be from the Lord. God wants to speak through somebody. God wants to speak to all his people tonight. He would that all of you open up your mouth. He would that all of you prophesy. All of you say what thus said the Lord. You are a prophet. You are a prophet. You are a prophet in this generation. You are a prophet in Cincinnati, Westchester. Claremont County, Hamilton County, Kentucky. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? 
Yeah. 